now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis and Tom, uh, rounding out the crew today as we navigate the latest aviation news and information here on Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly and, uh, you know, just keeping you abreast of uh, what's happening with our crew. You know, right before showtime today, I got a text from uh, Captain Tom who said, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm available for, you know, be, to be a member of the crew today, but I, I got an Internet issue. Uh, last night, somebody came into our neighborhood and stole a thousand feet of fiber optic cable off a telephone pole and uh, cut my service. Is that do I got that right, Tom? Is that what happened? You, you certainly got it right. I got a. Uh- I get a call here. Uh, well, I didn't get it. I tried to log on the internet for my wife who's going to work. Just uh, try to log on, and Alexa wouldn't work, and my my Mac wouldn't work. And hmm. next thing I get a knock at the door, and there's a two deputy sheriffs at my front door, and they Uh-oh. said, uh, "Sir, do you have AT and T?" And I says, "Yeah," but I says, "It's funny you should ask because it's not operating right now." He goes, "Yeah, we know." He goes, "Somebody stole your cable," and I wow. looked down into my driveway. There's like three police cars down. There's a big AT and T truck, uh-huh. and uh, they're, they're the guys up there on the pole. And uh, the one guy says, "I've never seen anything like this." I mean, they actually stole this big fiber optic cable, you know, about the size of your leg, yeah. and they just cut it off the pole. So somebody had to get on a truck or a ladder, and then cut it at one end, then move it, the ladder or the truck, you know, you know hundred. 200 feet to the next telephone pole and the next telephone pole and the next telephone pole. Wow. It's crazy. I've never seen anything like it. That is bizarre. I mean, I've heard of people stealing copper off the top of buildings in Florida. That's a thing. But fiber optic cable uh, while it's yeah. alive. Evidently, that was your live line of Internet to your house. And, and they literally yeah. cut uh, cut this off. I mean, I don't know, Dennis. Have you ever heard anything so nutty or what? Not with fiber optic. Uh, you know, I've known and heard about a lot of people losing copper because it's easily, you know, sold at the scrap markets. But yeah. fiber optic is, you know, fairly specialized. I mean, what you, who, who's going to have a need for uh, a chunk of cable the size of a leg, you yeah. know, and it takes special tools to use it. And, you know, you can't just go and grab some wire nuts down at Home Depot and hook it up. You know, I, I it wouldn't takes think pretty so. specialized yeah. tools. Well, so Tom is connected on his uh, phone today. So it seems like the connection's holding up quite well. So uh, we're glad you made it regardless. But uh, I don't know. Do they have any suspects? Did they send up, uh, you know, the 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 sheriff's uh, airplane to fly around and catch these culprits or what? Yeah, not, not that I know, but they're investigating right now. And, and it's a shame because I have, you know, cameras all around the house because when I used to fly international, I'd be able to keep an eye on it, the eye on the house when I'm not yeah, home. Right. But uh, two of my cameras, which I just put up right around Halloween, uh, ran down there by the road. I would have been able to see it, but uh, my neighbor was putting down some sod and he had a, a front end loader and ended up cutting my cable that was going down. He went a little too far over my property hmm. and cut my two cables. And, you know, lazy me, I never got back to replacing the two cables. And I'm about 600 feet from the road, so I ended up, uh, if I would have 
did my due diligence and had the wires hooked up, we might have caught these guys or at least got some visual or some identification. But I'm bad. I didn't have a shed fixed it, but I didn't. Well, that well, is, that here, is I nutty. thought the problem was going to be the fact that your cameras record to the internet and they cut your internet. <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah, that they were using the the web as well, and that kind of screw. But that wasn't the case. It just your neighborhood evidently has an issue with cables. Period. It sounds like. Yeah, I guess. Well, know. the thing is with these cameras, they're not they're not uh, piloted over. They're not POE. They're uh, true cable, coax cable. Yeah. So if they would cut the internet, I still have it goes to a terabyte hard drive in, in the house here, but. Uh, they cut the regular coax, not the internet, or like a Cat Five wire, just a regular cable. Mm-hmm. Even without internet, it still watches. I can still see everything, and but I just can't see it over, over the internet. Okay, gotcha. So it didn't knock off your uh, cable altogether. You were able to watch TV last night. Were you? Well, I have, I have, I have a satellite for that. It's a kind okay. Of, it's a, well, it's a good thing. Yeah. So you didn't miss the Bachelor debut this week, uh, I would imagine, then because of that, right? Uh, yeah, you can imagine all you yeah, want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, and, and I know what he's thinking. He's like, oh, of course not. I would never miss that in a million years. I DVR'd oh, it, the whole thing. Never in a million years. Yeah, especially this year because, you know, as everyone know, knows, uh, what is his name? Uh, Clayton is the uh, Bachelor that debuted this week. You know, I watch this show because uh, my wife and daughter forced me to. Uh, so I only feel it's appropriate to pass it along to our passengers. What's happening on that show when there's an aviation connection, and lo and behold, one of the bachelorettes, well, I should say one of the, the ladies in uh, line to hook up with this uh, new bachelor is a pilot, and she's, uh, evidently she lives in the central Florida area. So we, we're, we've got our feelers out to find out if, if we actually know her, and she's keeping her distance on purpose. But Rachel is her name. And uh, she is one of the, you know, bachelor, you know, wannabe. I don't know. What do, you, what do you call the one of the 30 girls that are up for grabs to the one bachelor? What do you call those uh, ladies there, uh, Dennis? You know, right? What, what's the proper yeah, term? I don't know because I don't watch the show. Oh, you, you are suddenly, a liar. suddenly hear a loud click. That's my eyeballs rolling into the back of my head as okay. you go on. All right. But still, look, as a fellow aviation enthusiast, yeah, you got a pull for Rachel. I am a flight instructor as well as a flight student here at Ohio University. I just spent six years in flight school. I've been so focused on getting to where I am. Now I just really would like to find someone and get engaged. I don't know that much about Clayton, but he has really nice teeth. I don't know if that's weird to notice, but no, he's definitely very, very good looking. I think the first night is definitely going to have turbulence. I'm very confident with landing the plane, but getting out of the limo for the first time, it's definitely going to have way more nerves for sure. Well, there you go. I don't know. Uh, that that seems, um, uh, she seems to have a thing for teeth, and I don't know if a... Uh, <laughs> You know, a fellow pilot can appreciate that uh, that draw, that thing, you know, that brings them together. But you know what? I wish her the best. Uh, she seems like a very smart lady, and uh, maybe she'll be the, the big winner or loser, depending on your perspective, if they get together and get hitched at the end of the show. You care to comment, Dennis, or are your eyeballs still rolling back in the back of your head? I, I, I had to unlock them. Too. Yeah. Okay. Tom, what do you think? You're going to well, pull for her, right? Oh, well, you know, you said Central Florida, just maybe she might be a, 
a student, a play training professional. You have to get a hold of Keith. Yeah, well, I've been trying. Voice. Yeah, yeah. Ed says he do- he doesn't recognize her name, uh, but okay. I haven't heard back from Keith yet. So, uh, well, yeah, and supposedly uh, went to Ohio State, but she's based uh, uh, here in Central Florida somewhere, Claremont or something. They said on the on the show. So you know, we w- wish her the best, regardless. If she wants to associate with us whatsoever, she is a pilot. So she, so she is part of the family, whether she wants to be or not. Right? She with an airline? Uh, well, I think she just, she went to Ohio State. She said something to that or effect. Ohio University. Ohio. Okay. okay. All right. Well, it, whatever. Went to flight school there, but she's you know based here in Central Florida, someplace doing flight instruction. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, maybe we'll hear from her for you know or. Uh, if she's thought things through, she'll probably keep us at a distance, which is understandable as well. But, you know, being that she's a pilot, you got to pull for her. Got to pull for the home team. I mean, you know, that, that's right. I mean, you got to wish them the best, you know. They've, they had a pilot uh, bachelor before, but I'm not aware of having a uh, flight instructor as part of the, I don't know. The, that's not, I'm not sure what the proper term is for the 30 women this guy Harem. is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go there it is yeah i don't think that's right either but uh you know what i'm trying Again, to I say i don't watch this show you have you, you got to give me some slack and, and yet you nailed it so there you go it isn't like rocket science to figure this stuff out but we do wish rachel the best being that she is a pilot and flight instructor and uh you know it is what it is more coming up on just plain radio Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter.
Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. All right, guys, here we go. We got top seven answers on the board. Mid-flight, you'd hate to hear the pilot say, RJ. We're going to crash. We're going to crash. All right. Paul, we need this one, buddy. This is your chance. Howdy, folks. This is your captain speaking. Sorry to inform you that I'm blank. Lost! Oh, yes. A lot of pilots can relate to such answers like that. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, of course. Yeah, see? This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis and Tom rounding out the crew today as we navigate the latest aviation news and information. And uh, just keep you abreast of what's been happening with, you know, uh, Tom's internet service. People stealing his fiber optic cables. Uh, What's going on in The Bachelor? Being that we got a pilot uh, to represent the community. Hopefully she'll uh, do a good job. And we got to get behind her. We got to wish her the wish her the best. Yeah, you can only hope for love uh, for the for these folks, right, Dennis? Come on. Again, I'm going to reserve judgment. Yeah, okay. He's he's trying to hold on to his man card. Not gonna not gonna happen. Uh, but moving on to other things, uh, Tom uh, is heading out to the Keys next week, and then we got a big adventure. Dennis and I. We'll talk about uh, here in just a bit. But, Tom, what are you doing down in uh, – are you going all the way down to Key West or what? Yeah, boy, going down to Key West, uh, catch up with a good friend of mine. So he's a, a sheriff uh, from Monroe Sheriff's Department, a, a sniper. And uh, okay. you know the story about that. And, oh, that's uh, right. We're headed yeah. down to maybe, maybe do some, some diving or at least just hang out for a week to catch up with uh, uh, Deputy Deputy. John McGee, and just hang out for a week and uh, hope to get some diving in, depending on the weather and, and the winds and everything. Oh, there you I'm go. Not, but you're taking the RV down. You're driving down. Yeah, Is that right? Yeah, I'm, I'm driving that way. We'll have a place to stay for a whole weekend. Plus, we got Piper, our doggy, with us. So, uh, so the wife, my dog, and myself are going to head down for a week at, at Boyd's Campground, right there on Stock Island. Just uh, okay, just sure. a little bit south of, yeah, it should, be, it should be, well, Key West is always great. It doesn't matter what's going on. It's always a great place to be. Absolutely. And uh, Dennis was talking during the commercial break. uh, Him and Tom were uh, chatting and said, hey, you know, you could fly down here Sunday and uh, possibly join the party. And and uh, and I was like, I don't know if we can work this out. And then he's like, Greg, you forget. I got an airplane. We can zip down and back and do this in a day or something. Are Are you serious? Yeah. Why not? I mean, it's because you can, I guess, right? Yeah, it's really a little over an hour, probably from Orlando um, to Key West. Yeah. I, it, uh, it we just got to add a little bit of little flight time on my end because I have to go get you because you're the opposite direction. But the, hey, the you know, we can route. make this work. Yeah. yeah. You got to fly up from Fort Myers to Orlando and then, you know, down to Key West. Yeah. It's a slight diversion, <laughs> yeah, but but one you you could possibly make then. huh? And then we go yeah. down there, do some diving, hang out on Duval Street for a little while, have a, you know, maybe a, a cocktail. A Diet or Coke for me, but you can do what you want. Right. Yeah, because I'm not a pilot. I wouldn't be the pilot in command. I'd just be the uh, parasitic drag in this case, I guess. But that would be a, a fun little outing. And then we'd catch up with Tom down there in Key West. And maybe that would provide you the necessary motivation to get inspiration and getting your pilot's license yes. again. I, I like the way you think. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Maybe we can make this happen. But, yeah, we we do got a very busy schedule uh, going on the next few weeks. And now that we are through the holidays... There's been something on the agenda for the last few weeks, and I think we're, it's safe to share 
uh, with the world now what our plan is because we finally uh, locked in our flights. Now, anything could happen <laughs> with the Omicron and, and all this kind of stuff, but it looks like uh, it's it's locked in as much as it can be at this point. And in two weeks, you should be hearing Just Plain Radio uh, from California. First time out of the uh, state since this whole nonsense uh, got brought down, I guess. Uh, you know, lock down everybody, right? So we're going to head out to California if things all go as planned and do a show from the, uh, I don't, this would be the debut of a brand new airline, right, Dennis? That's correct. Uh, it's going to be the launch of a new new carrier that's going to be providing service from the United States, uh, from various uh, cities in California, Florida, uh, thinking even New York to Anchorage, Alaska, and then from there, two points in the Pacific. So that's good. It's very interesting. You know, they're starting up a clean slate. Yep. Um, they're launching with a, a fleet of 757-200s, which I thought was a very interesting choice of airplanes. Um, one of my favorite commercial airliners to fly on because they've got, you know, lots of extra leg room and very fast airplane. So I, I think they've got a good good shot at this. Yeah, Northern I, Pacific Airways is the name of the uh, new airline. They're they're going to make their debut in a couple weeks. They've invited us to the big uh, you know reveal of their first aircraft. So we're going to be there when, when you know the cover comes off and talk with the CEO. Be there for the you know pomp and circumstance whole thing. I, I imagine it's going to be a pretty big event. But uh, but they're going to be a new long haul carrier. Uh, that, like you said, from the states, I think they're going to be hubbed in Anchorage, like you said, and then they're going to run over to uh, Asia. So it'll be like you can pop over to Singapore, or Hong Kong, or whatever. But we'll get a, the whole lowdown when we go out there and see this, and uh, it ought to be quite a thing. And uh, it sounds like they're going to try to do what Iceland Air has done uh, quite successfully by using Anchorage as their hub, like uh, Keflavik is for Iceland Air. So for people that just want to get there, it's a layover. But if you want to also be able to go to Alaska, you could fly up, spend an extra day or two, tour the glaciers, do the things that you yeah. do in Alaska, and then continue on to Tokyo or uh, Seoul or what are some of their other locations that Singapore, they wind up serving. yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, that is a route that I've had to uh, you know maneuver several times over the years to you know go dive over in the Maldives or something like that, and and that's been a you know side of the world where I've had to traverse. And it's always a challenge, especially from Florida. You know, the folks out on the West Coast, uh, it might be a little bit more normal. But um, but for us in Florida, it's always a challenge to go that way. But they might be uh, footing the bill for this and, and giving you another option that uh, is very viable. And like you said, it'd be kind of cool to have a, a layover in uh, Alaska on a long travel uh, you know, run like that. You think, Dennis? I think it would, especially for you with your fascination with reality shows. I mean, heck, you could go check out the the boats from the Deadliest Catch or something yeah. you know, on oh your way gosh. to some liveaboard. Awesome! Yes. What do you think there, uh, uh, Tom? Would you you would uh, t- take us up on that? You'd join us for an adventure like that, wouldn't you? Well, I'll join you for an adventure to take a look and see. But uh, yeah, with me coming from a, a major airline for thirty five years, uh, you know, one of the big three, I, I've seen. You know, the new airlines come and go. And right. so uh, I, I, I try to be optimistic, but, you know, most of them are here today and gone tomorrow. So well, we'll, you we'll know, just have to 
You are so right, and it is going to be interesting to hear from the CEO and and talk to them face-to-face to find out how they plan to maneuver in this current economic environment that we find ourselves in, which is challenging to say the least. But even in the best of times, uh, I would uh, think this is a pretty big feat. But, you know, they seem to have quite a bit of uh, backing behind them and and have a a pretty in-depth plan. So uh, we'll get the lowdown on that. We'll cover it accordingly here on Just Plain Radio and, and, uh, you know, see where where it goes. Hopefully it'll go well. We wish them the best. And uh, bare minimum, it's going to be a pretty cool adventure to cover here on the big show. More coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. How do they get all that metal up in the air? It makes no sense. It also doesn't make any sense how much you're sweating. Ha! He thinks we're all going to die. This guy. If the plane doesn't kill you, I will. Looks like it's time for someone to take their sleepy pill. You're going to be okay. You got to fly, got to fly away. No need to be afraid. Just got to fly, got to fly away. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, along Captain Dennis and Tom. Rounded out the crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information. All right, so we got a lot of stuff, you know, on the uh, calendar to cover over the next few weeks. It's going to be a busy time, which is great. I love it. Better busy than bored, like we've been for the last couple of years. So it's about damn time we got out there and did some more flying. I mean, Dennis has been doing it already, but it's, uh, you know, this is more about me, <laughs> you know, getting out there and having some fun. So I'm looking forward to the, you know, trip out out west to see Northern Pacific Airways launch. And uh, and that plane is once again going to be a seven what? The seven five seven, which is a big monster aircraft, right? Oh, they call it the flying pencil. It's it's probably the it's the longest um, single aisle airliner out there. Uh, but they're ridiculously fast, and I've always liked them. I mean, I fly them a lot on Delta. Yeah, and I like the fact that you board in the middle of the airplane. So you turn left to go to first class and comfort or turn right. To me, it seems so much more efficient to load up instead of having to walk past all the early borders and 
you know, the airplane tends to be like the fastest in the fleet. And right. It's just, it just seems like a little sports car. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll, yet very uh, big. we'll see him up close and personal here in a couple of weeks and cover it accordingly. Now, uh, McDonald's had some issues where exactly in Japan of all places. And they were using the same aircraft. No, um, oh, okay. but, but their issue was that they had to stop selling medium and large French fries. And you're thinking to yourself, why do I care about this on just plain radio? <laughs> but the irony of this is they had to charter three 747s to haul French fries to Tokyo because of a shortage. You know, wow. this, this pandemic has really upended the supply chains. The container ships are backed up and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So the normal deliveries that they would get to Japan of frozen potatoes are being held up and uh, they, they had to stop selling the large and uh, medium French fries. And only one order of small fries per customer was being allowed until they could alleviate the situation. Oh my gosh. That is a sign of the apocalypse or something, isn't it? When they're out of McDonald's French fries. So, oh, so were they well, actually why go to McDonald's if you can't get the French fries? Right. I guess is kind of the point. Were, were they flying in the actual French fries or real potatoes? No, they were flying in the, the, you know, they come pre-frozen everything. McDonald's has got that quality control, you know, certain factories done a certain way and all that kind of stuff. So Mm. the the scary part is they were doing the math of how many French fry orders they could fit on a 747 and something like 2.2 million orders of fries could be shipped on a single 747. Huh. Okay. uh... Is that a super size? (laughs) I, I don't know if it's a super size, but yeah, you know, uh, hey, you want to fly to where? Japan? Uh, to Japan, yeah. You, know, you want fries with that? Uh, yeah, there's something there. I don't so, know. So maybe maybe Northern Pacific is onto something here by servicing Asia through uh, Alaska. They can maybe make up for some of the gaps with the uh, the cargo shipments and, ah. you know, just throw a couple extra French fries in the underbelly on every flight and it will keep the Japan McDonald's stocked. Yeah. Hey, what's that smell? <laughs> Kind of like it. Smells familiar. And well, uh, y- you know that there's a big push right now on sustainable fuels for airliners, which yeah. basically means you're not using dead dinosaurs to power the planes. They're trying to use renewable resources. You know, waste oil, things like that's getting converted into jet fuel. Yeah. Well, this is just kind of you know taking it right to the source. We'll fly the potatoes, it deep fry them, then we'll turn the deep fry grease back into jet fuel to fly the plane home. It's perfect. Close okay. Loop. All right. There's there's some uh so you know it's the circle of uh, fast food <laughs> or something. I don't know, but uh, it's a nutty story. You know, you don't quite you. I don't think we've ever heard of using the airplanes to fly. Uh, you know, to restock the the McDonald's French fries anywhere, let alone Japan. So uh, hopefully, no. it worked out for them. And they, well, uh, remember, though, it was that. a couple of years ago, I actually went and had to go fly out to western Minnesota to go get a McRib. So it's not unprecedented, but this is on a little bit bigger scale than my need for the McRib. Well, okay. Yeah, there's the $100 McRib sandwich, you know, but that, that's, it's seasonal. <laughs> and it depends <laughs> on your personal preference, I guess, Dennis. So I don't know. Yeah, What do you think about that stuff, Tom? You know, and all your commercial flying things, did you guys ever have to haul some extra cargo that was kind of unique and, and unexpected along those lines? Or you just focus on the passengers because you're, you know, running a commercial airline? Uh, yeah, flight. you know, whatever the cargo below, only thing when it came to cargo, only if it was, uh, you know, a biohazard or uh, radioactive or something uh, medical. Radioactive? Much, yeah, if we're carrying, uh, you know, some medical uh, stuff or some uh 
stuff for uh, radioactive stuff for, for medical stuff. Okay. So that's the only time we'd have to sign a hazmat form and be aware of what we're carrying on board, uh, or if we're carrying, uh, uh, you know, frozen ice and stuff like that for the carbon dioxide. But when it came to food sources, I mean, we've carried stuff uh, from some of the Caribbean islands. We've we've brought you know, avocados and mangoes and uh, mm. never any French fries, but we brought some <laughs> exotic fruits from Lima, Peru. We brought some star fruit up. Uh, we brought some produce from uh, Narita, Tokyo, back to the United States. So, you know, it's, it's kind of common to carry, but never... Never frozen French fries. That's, well, as the, the captain first. of the of the plane, there, do you always know exactly what it is, or they just say it's a bunch of boxes and don't ask any questions? I mean, I well, guess you yeah, have to know, time, don't you? Only, only again, only if it's a biological or something that can uh, pose a threat to the aircraft or a flight deck, uh, like the dry ice or any uh, explosives or yeah. anything like that. We have to know about, it. but but the traditional. I had one good time uh, coming out of Hong Kong. We were flying uh, latex toys uh, from Hong Kong to New York. Uh oh! And if you, re- <laughs> which is when you think about it, now, remember from Top Gun, you know, if you screw up just this much, you'll be cargo planes full of rubber. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. So I finally got to look over at my crew and says, "I finally did. I got to fly rubber dog from you. Know, I got to fly it. So it's kind of cool. It made the Top Gun scene." become like a reality like wow. i got to fly rubber dog poop uh back to the good old usa well there you go yeah, that, that's toys. that's where it's made i guess yeah yep. <laughs> it's like yeah years ago for a bit on our scuba show i had to order 20 uh little rubber dog dues and uh yeah they had to be shipped all the way from china because that's evidently yep. where they make them so yep. it might have been on your plane. Now I know it might have been. how it got there. Was that a, a substance that they had to let you know what you were flying? Or was that not considered radioactive? No, I know my, my first officer was doing a walk, walk around, and he, happened, he was looking at the cargo when they were putting it on board. I mean, we were carrying, they were a triple seven, so we, we had over 100,000 pounds of cargo. So he just had to be looking at it, and he saw rubber latex toys, and he and he took a picture of it. He came up to the cockpit all excited. He goes, look. We finally got to do. We're carrying rubber dog, dude. Uh-huh. You know, that of course everybody knows Top Gun. So it was right. kind of cold. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, but you never checked to make sure that's what it that latex rubber was, because that could have been no. a whole different type of toy, if you know what I mean. But uh, maybe we, we'll just leave that one lie. <laughs> yeah, we'll save that for another show. Yeah, I don't think we will. If we want to stay on the air, we won't. The, but uh, true. But but okay. So yeah. But but when it comes to like radioactive stuff, and they tell you, you know, uh, you know, you're c- traveling with something. Do you have the final say? Like, well, hey, I'm not uh, I'm not comfortable flying this particular uh, you know cargo here because if I sprout a third nipple, I'm suing somebody. That ain't gonna happen. So I mean, did you have that? Uh, can you make that call as the captain? Yes and no. I mean, as the captain, I'm, I'm the ultimate uh, decision maker when it comes to my flight. But we you know with my airline. Uh, when it's packaged to go, hazmat material, we have specialized people that take care of that. As long as it complies with FAA regulations and everything else, uh, I just can't say, no, I don't want to carry it. Well, I, it I get comply. it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, hey, yeah. a third nipple might be a bonus, depending on your perspective. So we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. We got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. 
Airplane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I feel like I'm in the wrong place. Okay. I want to introduce you to the wonderful Rachel. Uh, okay. How are you doing? Hi, Clayton. Nice to finally meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Uh, how do you two know each other? Well, I'm Rachel, okay. and I'm actually a pilot, so Holly was my wing woman to get me in here. <laughs> I'm so excited, and I can't wait to talk to you more inside. Absolutely. All right. Let's see you in there. That one threw me for a loop. Yeah, I'm telling you what. Just Plane Radio, that's us. Greg, your co-pilot, Captain Dennis, and Tom rounding out the crew. Um, we wish Rachel, who is a pilot and inst- our flight instructor, uh, I-, I think she's going to win the heart of Clayton there on The Bachelor. We'll have to follow that and, and cover it accordingly on the uh, on the show so you don't have to watch it. No, you can watch it, too. You just won't admit it to anyone. Uh, so we'll just leave it at that. Right, Dennis? I'll just let you provide yeah, the updates. Yeah, yeah. He's got every episode set to record on his DVR. Don't let him lie to you. All right. Uh, anyway, there's been some other crazy news uh, in the aviation world. Last week, uh, you probably saw that video of the guy who started arguing with this model from Baywatch. And uh, they're on the airplane. She was upset with him, evidently, because he wasn't wearing a mask. She wasn't wearing a mask either, by the way. And, but he uh, was at least eating. Yeah, I know. It was, and she just went off the deep end. Next thing you know, she pushes him or scratches his face or something. The, the video is insane. Uh, and and um, you know, the guy, I guess he lives over in the Tampa area. And I saw a follow up to the story, and they were asking him, like, "Look, this lady is going to be, you know, charged with assault. Uh, she obviously was off her rocker. Do you feel guilty at all?" And he goes, "Oh hell no." I'm paraphrasing. But he was like, he called her a Karen, the whole thing. And it was just like, you know, my, my kids were proud of me or my, 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 my uh, niece and nephews were proud of me. He was an older gentleman. And he said, uh, there was like, they were impressed that I even knew the term Karen. <laughs> so <laughs> I was dying. I thought that was awesome. But, uh, but you know, I don't know. Do you, you saw the video, Dennis. Did you feel there was any instigating going on on his, on his behalf? Well, I mean, nowadays, apparently calling someone a Karen is probably enough to get yourself slapped and spit on, but wrong. Still, <laughs> it's not supposed down, to shut up. And, you know, we're all going to get to the destination at the same time. Just enjoy the flight. And yeah. I, everybody would be a whole lot better or just quit, you know, go fly your own airplane. Well, that's right. Uh, there, That's another story that just illustrates the fact that it's always better flying private. As opposed to uh, commercial, if you can avoid it. You know, sometimes we have no choice. We have to deal with it. But, you know, I don't don't know. Uh, Calling her a Karen definitely didn't uh, justify her spitting on the guy or or scratching his face or whatever. I mean, it was just insane, the video, how she reacted. I mean, I understand people are upset about this whole mask stuff and, and all that kind of thing. But, golly, I don't know what happened to civility. It just is out the window right now, literally. And uh, so I don't know. What what about you, uh, uh, Tom? Uh, You saw that video, I assume, right? Oh, I would have cold cocked her. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Was that before or after you'd call her a Karen? Or would you? Uh, At the same time. Okay, there you go. That's that's right. I mean, yeah, calling someone a Karen, I don't think uh, 
that uh, you know should account for any kind of reaction like that. Regardless, now you know you can uh, you know turn the other cheek, and by that I mean bend over, drop your drawers. <laughs> but that that would just be me, and that probably would have got me in trouble too. But uh, I'm with you. I think the guy was, uh, you know, he handled it. Man, he could have probably, you know, just kept his mouth shut and let the, you know, the flight attendants handle the situation. But I don't know. We'll we'll see how that story goes. And once again, it illustrates why it's always better to fly private, like in uh, Dennis's Mooney Two Hundred One, which you were you were doing quite a bit of uh, this past week, right, Dennis? Yeah, there have been. Uh- put quite a few hours on it uh finally got the first oil change done since the uh, new engine was installed so uh had to send the oil filter back up to alabama to jd to inspect it because he wants to make sure that everything looks good and that we don't have anything that you can read serial numbers on sitting in the in the oil filter yeah uh, haven't heard back true. from him so i think we're in good shape there so all right that that part all went really well and since we were doing that maintenance on it uh i called my uh my uh, IA to come back out to the air park and do a dynamic propeller balance. You know, we talked about that a few months ago about why we would want to maybe have the whole engine and propeller balanced after we get everything done. Mm-hmm. Well, we did that. And uh, I'm very pleased to announce that we have it down to 0.02 inches per second. They say anything less than one, we're at like two one hundredths of wow. an inch. Wow. Like, so yes, it wasn't really nice job, off, JD. Well, that was after the balancing, but even uh, before, it wasn't off that much, right? Just maybe a, no. a little? If It was, uh, I think he said 1.14 inches per second it was with the initial reading. So that was okay. with the engine and the propeller, both of which had been balanced you know, as well as they could do separately. Mm-hmm. Then you put everything together and add your spinner and a few of the other accessories on there. Um, so now you get that whole mass is now all bolted together and you want to get everything in sync. And we were only off by, it needed one weight and only 11 grams of weight had to be changed in order to get it that close. Wow. So, so no, even that, if it would have, if you would have left it alone, it would have been fine. It would but, have been fantastic. Probably but, better than most airplanes that are out flying right now. Well, that's what I'm saying. But, uh, but after you did that, even though it was minor, now it's just, uh, it's like, you know, like uh, the blade is like spinning through butter, right? If it's so smooth and it's crazy. Yeah. The only vibrations uh, that we're feeling in the airplane have got to be just, you know, the inherent what's, you know, coming from a four cylinder engine and that's never going to go away. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it is really smooth. You know, people that haven't flown in it before, you know, they're like, wow, this is pretty impressive, you know, so. There and I'm, I'm comfortable. I've got the numbers to prove it, and I, we should be good for you know a couple thousand hours now. Well, there you go. What do you think, there, uh, uh, Tom? Do you balance your your prop like that, or have you done that on your velocity, or did you? Need I have. To? When I first uh, was building the airplane, I uh, had the prop balanced, but but since then, you know, I've it's it's been two years now. It probably needs to be balanced again because with the prop on the backside of the airplane, I, you know, I pick up debris this bod. Yeah. So I've got a little mix of my prop, and you know, I, I sand it down, put a little JB weld, and then and repair and stuff. But it probably could go for a balance. And uh, actually, right. I'm glad you brought it. I think I'm going to have it done here uh, 
the end of this month, get a rebalance. So, well, there you go. Yeah, I'm going to do that. And, yep. and that's what yep. they re- recommend is like once a year kind of thing, if you can. Dennis, wasn't that what they said when we had them on? If you, if you have it available, it makes sense. You know, just plan on doing it as part of your annual. It's not a not a bad way to just check on the health of everything because ideally, you should, your mechanic should be going in there and dressing any nicks out of the prop and things like that. Mm-hmm. Even just bug debris can eventually build up and, you know, little paint nicks can affect that weighted and balance of that prop. So keeping it uh, close to that zero number uh, means less vibration, less wear and tear, less, you know, less problems on motor mounts and exhaust More and efficiency. instruments. Yeah. Yeah. I and, like it. you know, maybe an extra quarter knot. Okay. There you go. We'll take every bit you can get. All right. So uh, if that weren't enough, he flew in my dream plane this uh, week uh, as well. Not really the way I was expecting it because he said, hey, Greg, guess what? I'm going up in a grand caravan. Check this uh, picture out. Uh, but we're going to drop some people out of it while we're up there. <laughs> so what, what was going on exactly? Well, one of my neighbors uh, flies uh, one of the drop zones here in, uh, in Florida. And he uh, invited me to come over yeah. for skydiver. Yep. He invited wow. me to fly over if I didn't have anything going on and go for a flight in the caravan and see if it's uh, something I wouldn't mind doing someday. So I, I went through to evaluate whether I want to be a jump pilot and I uh, got to fly a jump run up to 16,000 feet in a caravan. So got to see what the, the front end looks like. And uh, that is a, quite a nice office. I Although, bet it is. Uh, the skydive operations, it's definitely uh, something to be seen. I mean, these people pack into the back of that airplane. They, they're jumping out, uh, you know, at 16,000 feet. And we're on downwind of the airport at 16,000 feet. And uh, all you do, pull the throttle back, put the prop into reverse and throw the flaps out. And that airplane comes down and you're, you're on downwind base and final. That's it. There's no circling around. You're, it's, you're what, right like after a you space drop shuttle. off the skydivers, you're on final. Well, yeah, we were on downwind with the skydivers getting out of the plane, and uh, we beat the last skydivers down to the ground. Well, that sounds like quite the adventure. Sounds like a safer way to fly the plane as opposed to jump out of it, but maybe that's just me. And on that note, we'll wrap it up till next time. Remember, there is no better high than learning to fly. Learn to fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from orbit. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to fly and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com.